Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine there is. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1. O-U-T-D-O-O-R and the number one. Lastly, many outdoorsmen are trying to quit tobacco altogether and Fully Loaded Chew may be that first step. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. Welcome to the How to Hunt Deer podcast. This podcast series was designed to educate those who are interested in becoming deer hunters. We cover a variety of topics that will help you become more confident and comfortable in the field while hunting deer. Well, if you've made it this far, that means you've listened to most, if not all, of the uh, the podcast series. And uh, this is the time where you put into action everything that you've learned from this series and I think there's some things that we we want to kind of reiterate here and that is that this whole process is not meant to be daunting it's not meant to be complicated we want to ensure you that this isn't a one season thing where where it takes one season to become proficient. Uh, all of us here have been hunting for several years and we learn something brand new every single year from hunting uh, or mother nature or, you know, sometimes we feel it's easy and sometimes we feel like, how can this animal outsmart me, All right? Every year that, that happens to the best of us. But uh, we want to like give you a pat on the back and we want to get you out there. We want you to be part of this community. And Hank, why don't you talk, uh, uh, let people know about this community of hunters and what we are willing to do to to let you in our community. We want you. Absolutely. I mean, we spoke in an early episode, but the vast majority of our members at the National Deer Association, when we asked if if, if we knew of a local hunter, would they be willing to help them? The vast majority said yes. There are a lot of hunters out there that are willing to help. You just don't get what you don't ask for. So, you know, lean on these people. Look for local resources. As much knowledge and information we've given you and clouded your head with over this series, nothing will ever replace somebody showing you hands-on in the field. And, and that, that, you know, knowledge of a local hunter um, it will help you. So, so don't uh, be shy. Look for local resources. They're going to help you along your journey. And, and that's the way most hunters that hunt today were introduced. Many, many of us. Somebody showed us the ropes. Um, there are there are the rare cases that people took it on themselves to make themselves a hunter. But traditionally, we all had somebody that showed us at some point. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if they're younger or older than you, what they look like, but People, people have experience doing this, and they want to share those th- that knowledge with you. Yeah, and I'll speak from the point of view of someone who uh, did a lot of learning on their own. And mm-hmm. like you said, Matt, I had a couple um, people who were gracious enough to 
you know, share information, strategy, tactics, uh, talk about gear with me. But I, I learned a lot. And in that process, I failed a lot. So I don't want anybody who's listening to this to feel like it's unattainable because it is you will fail just Mm -hmm. like anything in life guess what when you learn to ride a bike you fall over sometimes you get back on the bike and that's how you're that's how you learn to ride and deer hunting is the same way you're gonna fail you're gonna fall but you're gonna get back up and this will turn you you may think that this is going to be one of these things where it's going to be serious and you have to be, you know, like we, we've talked about the importance of taking the life of an animal, but this can also be fun. This can be exciting and you can, you can have passion for the animal and the life that you're taking with it. But at the same time, this is going to be entertaining. This is going to be uh, um, something that could potentially change your life. It, it could, It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's a definitely I, lifestyle. I mean, it, it ends up, you think about it more than just during the season, whether uh, it's moments or the rest of the year, and you you really think about strategy or um, what you need to do to prepare and practicing, and it just becomes part of your life. And honestly, there are like layers of the benefits of hunting. There, are, um, it just kind of weaves its way into your life in so many different ways. The, you know, knowing where your food came from, that challenge. I mean, mentally trying to outsmart the deer or get myself into a location where I have an opportunity. Um, it, 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 it's great. It like builds brain cells, you know what I mean? And it's, and it, it's, it's not a game. I mean, we know it's not a game because it's not chess or some sport because there's an animal's life at at play here, but that strategy is really intriguing. Um, the health benefits. I mean, there's just so many things about, about hunting that makes, uh, our lives better. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to undertake. Yeah. Hank, why don't you share some, you know, we, we've talked in this series a lot about a lot of things. Why don't you cover a couple topics, high level, real quick that you feel are worth mentioning again? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you know, honestly, I, I don't have a lot. We, we've, We've covered all these subjects, and, and you know you can go back and listen to them. Um, the biggest thing I have for anybody in this situation is is just build that confidence. You know that that hunting is easy, and um, that is kind of one of those takeaways that we've gotten from a lot of field to fork hunters. Is um, you know their comments where this is a lot easier than I expected it to be. Whether it be skinning a deer, gutting a deer, hunting a deer. Um, I think that's the important message to convey that, that this is learning to hunt, becoming confident in your abilities is easy and attainable for anybody. Um, but you know, just as you were speaking, you're going to have failure. You're going to have to stick with it. Um, but you know, ultimately our goal is for you to be a hunter and and what, what makes a hunter? It's somebody just, you know, it's a confidence level that they have that they're saying, I'm a hunter. I can do this. And that's where we've got to get each and every one of the you know, people listening. And so really what it comes down to is continuing to try, continuing to get better, um, you know, do more research, learn more. But you're going to learn more in the field than we can ever tell you over this podcast. Yeah. Um, but eventually one day you're going to say, you know what, I'm a hunter. Yeah. I, I can do this. And that's really what it's going to take. That's, that's that watershed moment or that that tipping um where 
you're there and it's worth it and really what it comes down to is it's it's internal it's, yeah. it's just saying that you know what i'm gonna do this i can do this yeah what about you matt anything that uh we we need to just mention again that is very important i think for the the biggest thing i would recommend just thinking about the people that i've mentored over the past five years and kind of those experiences is uh Take a deep breath. Yeah. And, that, and that applies to a couple of things. Don't take it seriously, as you said, Dan. You know, like, it, it's a fun thing. Yeah. Um, take a deep breath when you're about to shoot. You know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't shoot if you don't, if you don't feel comfortable. Take your time. Um, take a deep breath outside. You know, like, you're outside. I mean, this is, a, this is something that takes you into nature, which we all need more of. Absolutely. Right? It's, it's about breathing. It's about, it's about living and, and, and enjoying the moment. And uh, I'll reiterate probably the thing that I enjoy, I don't know about most, because there's so many different layers to it, but the community part of it, the, yeah. the connection to other people, um, it seems like a solo activity, right? You're going hunting. I'm a hunter. Um, and, and you're right, Hank, that, that watershed moment of, of just recognizing yourself as a hunter may be when you pull the trigger, but it's likely not going to be, there's going to be a moment where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're garbed up and you have your stuff and you're going out or you're, you're successful or not. And you're, you're going to say, I'm a hunter, but as much time as I spend outside by myself hunting, I spend time outside with my, my family hunting. And I did younger when I was younger. I do now with my children. I spend time out outside with friends. I may be hunting by myself, but if I get a deer, they come to help me. Um, the The events that that surround conservation and hunting. There's like minded community, as we just mentioned, the National Deer Association. And we were we before we hit record on this, um, we had a moment which is not on tape right now, but I'll just share with you. I have met the best people through hunting. Absolutely. I mean, they come from all walks of life. They look different. They have different views. But people that like hunting have this bond. Have this bond. And they also have the the, the shared kind of responsibility and challenges of failing, of knowing what it's like to watch the sunrise from a tree or from the from the ground. Um knowing where your food comes from, yeah, you know, and like having the experience of saying, I did that. It's in the freezer. The community is big. Yeah. And, uh, there are people out there that want you to be part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to go to a logical place real quick and, and talk about expenses and financing, uh, of, of hunting. It can be expensive as you want to make it or as cheap and budget friendly as you want to make it. So don't feel that like I would hate for somebody to not hunt because they feel like they don't have enough money to hunt. You can get into hunting for dirt cheap. You can borrow gear from uh, somebody else within this hunting community that we talk about. People are are willing to share a bow and arrow. You know, a bow and arrow might be a bad example because that's a little bit more specific to a body type. But people will share uh, a camo, uh, a hooded sweatshirt. They're, they will share their gun with you. They will, they will share uh, strategy thoughts. Like you don't don't get caught up in price. Don't get caught up in brands. All of this other stuff, 
is, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it doesn't matter. Right. I'd hate for any of that to be the barrier for getting into hunting mm-hmm. because it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be at all. Every super avid hunter I know has a tubware full of old camo in their closet. Yep. Um, you know, most of these well-rounded hunters, I hope kind of keep some gear for mentoring. And just as we were talking about, like lean on those people, find those mentors, lean on them for gear. Don't think you have to go out there and buy a bunch of stuff. Um, people are willing to show you the ropes and, and let you use their equipment and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, maybe it is a good idea to, to go through a trial phase before you invest a lot, you know, make sure it's something you want to do, but I can guarantee you if you've gotten this far, you're going to enjoy this. Yeah, absolutely. I know Matt, you've talked a little bit about why you hunt, why you love to hunt. Hank, why, why do you love to hunt? You know, I'm, I, uh, you know, I have my own ideas and thoughts on that. A lot of my connection with hunting is that historical, that I believe we're all born hunters, and, and those of us who don't hunt are just disconnected with our natural world and natural self. Um, the example I give a lot is I, I've got a bird dog that they might have heard snoring on this whole thing. <laughs> but um, when he was a puppy and I got him, I read a book, and it was What Not to Do to Train Your Bird Dog. And the whole premise was, it's in this dog. You can just, the only thing you can do is screw it up. You know, don't, and, and I really think that we're all born hunters. And, and I think people will, will see that in themselves through learning to hunt that, man, this, there's just something deep down inside me that I was built to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a lot of my connection. Um, I, I love history. I'm a history major. Uh, you know, I, I think that if we were born 500 years ago, and we weren't in, you know, the few big cities that were in the, on earth in those days, you would have been hunting and gathering yeah. or, or, or living off of that. So it's just that connection to our past, that connection to our evolution. Um, and of course I like to know where my food comes from. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest recorded motivator for new hunters. It's my biggest motivation to get a field is I want to fill that freezer I want to share it with others. I want to cook it and eat it for myself. Um, but the rewards well, and that connection with nature. Yeah. I, mean, I, I missed that one too. But just that immersion in nature, as we spoke in a previous episode, you can hike, you can backpack. You're not an active participant in the cycles of wildlife around you in that same way. You yeah. might see wildlife um, when you're walking through the woods. I think you bump a lot of wildlife out that you don't realize was there, but when you sit in the woods and you, your whole goal is to disappear, it's a different experience. Yeah. And, and we wouldn't be where we're at today through human evolution if our ancestors didn't hunt. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's what got us to this point. So speaking and kind of speaking from a different direction, I, I, I hunted when I was young, but then there was a, a time where I, got into sports. I got into college. Uh, I, I put hunting on the back burner and didn't become interested. I wasn't really interested in it anymore. And I didn't really pick it up again until I was an adult. Uh, I think, uh, somewhere around 26, 27 years old is, is when I picked it up. But I was in a 
this is, and this is a personal uh, experience and, and why I love hunting uh, to this day. I was in a weird spot in my life as far as um, just going down a, a, an unhealthy path in life. And I was, you know, maybe not eating healthy. I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle, probably too much alcohol. Um, and I got into hunting. I, I, I picked up uh, some, some hunting and I had a moment where I just connected and it changed my attitude in life. Um, and I think maybe, maybe that's not as much hunting as it is nature related. Like you said, Hank, I am a proponent of if you are stressed, if you are angry, if you are feeling sad, nature can make you feel better. Whether that's taking a walk outside, whether that is um, uh, just opening the window, getting some fresh air. Me, I find that happiness through hunting in nature, that connection. But it is something that it, it can it can free your stress. And I think there's a lot more of that needed in today's world. So that's, that's kind of where, where I stand. And, uh, dude, I'm just sitting here with a smile on my face because it is, it's a big moment. Uh, and it, it, and I just want to reiterate along with what everything we've said, this is going to be a, a, a process. It is not a light switch, right? It's not off and on. It is something that you continue with, you learn to grow. And, uh, I, I think anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. It doesn't matter your sex. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter anything. You can do this. Uh, and we're here to give a, a, a pat on the back. And, and like you've heard at the end of every episode, there are resources out here for you that we've all put out to make you better, to make you feel more comfortable. And, uh, yeah, guys, anything else that we need to say to wrap this up? I'll just say one last thing. In addition to those resources, they can find our contact information. Reach out to us. Yeah. If you can't find somebody to help you, if you have additional questions, reach out to us. Absolutely. And we'll provi- we'll make sure we provide that information uh, to all the listeners here. Um, throughout all the episodes and uh, you're going to be able to find this on social media um, and and, uh, just start this uh, you know open this door to this community that definitely wants you here welcome welcome well good luck everybody and send us that selfie from the woods or send us your harvest picture or whatever and uh, good luck afield thanks for listening to today's episode If you want to find out more information and utilize additional resources, visit DeerAssociation.com slash Hunting 101. There you will find links to the YouTube series, Guide to Successful Deer Hunting ebook, New Hunter sign-up sheets, and Deer Hunting 101 courses. Additionally, you can listen to more outdoor-themed podcasts at SportsmansNation.com on iTunes or anywhere you download your podcasts.